Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Greetings, Runkey Bros. Just run over a small child yeah, straight yeah. away. Um, nice. uh, so it's running commentary. We're in Edinburgh, and if you've been listening, you join us having already run just under five miles. Where we're going to go completely. Well, that was just a warm up. That was a warm up. We're just warming. That was just a leg. That was just a leg loosener. And the weather is still chilly and dark. Yeah. Um, but it's not raining. Hasn't rained yet. Hasn't rained as yet. No. Yeah. We're running past the traditional Edinburgh Festival run of posters. Through all the posters. All these expensive, Everyone expensive gets a poster. Posters. Everyone's got for their shots. Ten grand. So, um, Edinburgh map fans, we're starting by Summer Hall at the top of Sheens and going out of town to the south. Towards the big university buildings down nice there. Nice little location. It's where we've been staying during the festival itself, isn't it? Yes, with the, with the Deerings. Quite Great. close proximity. The uh, entire Deering family in Port Tonkinson in a pretty pretty diddy flat. But we've I've been the bloke on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my daughter... has been good. My daughter misheard us saying... Uh, we said, I think... My wife said something about getting rid of the... Using a different chair. Yeah. Get rid of the this. You don't need the... That's still you need this chair, but uh, my daughter Miss heard her saying, "Get rid of the bloke." Yeah, It'd be a lot easier if we just got rid of the bloke. It has been. <laughs> it has been a bit small, hasn't it? But it's been fine though. They've been very. I think we've done great. Your kids have been amazing. You and you've been a wonderful guest. They've been great. Yeah. No one's wandered in on anyone else trying to go to the toilet. Any it's of that? None of that. I've had that before. It's in fact my first ever Edinburgh festival. 1992. Um, yeah. I was very hungover. Very, I mean, very hungover. Really hungover, yeah. Oh, close to death. 1992 hungover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was, well, you can picture that because I was in what at that time would not have been, had yet, not yet been christened a onesie. Right. It was known yeah. as a baby girl. But uh, it covered my entire body until I needed the toilet, at which point... It sat around my ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was sitting, a lot fatter in those days. Yeah. Not fit at all. Sitting with my head on the toilet <laughs> roll, considering my existence. Oh, mate. And uh, got so many sirens today. I'm worried. But um, my friend, 
Tom, I thought the door was locked as well, but the yeah. lock was not that strong. And he just yanked it open in dire need. Oh, mate. And he so said, oh, mate. sorry. Sorry, mate. The funny thing about it was, the whole experience... Watch out, no, stop. Oh, I really thought you were going in front of no, that no, massive no. truck. That would have been the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Cheers, mate. My hangover was like a force field. I was just too ill to care. So it was really just my friend Tom's... Uh, How to cope with it. He just took that trauma on as a one-man thing. I, and still occasionally, when he looks at me, he just gets a faraway look. And then goes, no. He starts shivering. Yeah. I think there's a low-level tension in Edinburgh during the festival about toilets. Because yeah. you've got loads of punters here who want the toilet. Yeah. You've got loads of performers who want the toilet. Yeah. And it's not built for the millions of people who are in it. That's right. So any toilet becomes like prime real estate. Yeah, yeah. And you, you start, start mapping out the toilets that you know you can get to. You start to know where they are, don't you? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. A bit like running. Yes. I had a bit, I had a bit of a... Well, I've been using the toilet in the parks as to, to respect the communal space, <laughs> which I think is important when you're a visitor. Yeah. In fact, now everyone in the family's doing it. We're just toddling yeah. downstairs. Who's been in there? Like, like Victoria. Oh, it's a bloke, off the, bloke from the sofa. Get rid of the bloke. <laughs> but yesterday, we had a lovely meal, which is basically rice and vegetables and really nice. I would describe it as quite windy. It was windy. Quite, quite yeah, a windy meal. Well, you didn't have the tofu. You had chicken. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, chicken can make me quite windy. Fresh veg, brown rice. Fresh veg, yeah. There's a lot of fibre in there. A real wind fest. Spice. I mean, it, was, it yeah. wasn't just veg, rice and vegetables, listeners. It was a stir fry. There so, was flavour. So I'm in, I'm in your flat in the front room. Yeah. And I don't want to sink it out. So the window is open. And I was quite gassed. Basically, I ended up farting out of the window. Right, right, good. A, a lot. And did were there any <laughs> were there any reviewers in? No, I was. <laughs> I think the, the, the audacity the, of this just, think piece just the is billowing. That it's basically, at its essence, a man, man in his farting out of a window, breaking wind through a window, and as such. If, Follows a lens on Britain, particularly the in these Brexit times. The liberating vision of billowing pyjamas from the third story window. Four stars, 0 and <laughs> 215, yeah, yeah. every night till yeah. August 11th. Live at the Underbelly. Brilliant. But it was perfect. Yes. It's absolutely perfect. Well, no, flatulence does seem to be a theme this Edinburgh, but maybe we can avoid making it a theme of this podcast. Let's see. No, but it seems to be just a theme generally, doesn't it? Is there is a magic to Edinburgh. I did arrive on a train, on an overnight train, yeah. with my old mentor and friend, the drama teacher and leader of the youth theatre, Chris Walters. Right. He, he's such a... He's a great guy. He was the quintessential kind of 80s drama teacher, you know, round glasses, the same colour as his shoes. Like and, it, uh, like it. Nice little image, yeah. But we, we got on great, and it was really nice to when it shifted to being mates, you know, because we... He was the first person who got me into cryptic crosswords, and on that, we were just uh, taking a play I'd directed that he'd written for the youth theatre, and we were coming up to scope out Edinburgh. But that first moment at dawn, looking at the um, Caledonian Hotel up above Waverley Station, having not slept a wink, coming off the back of my A-levels, yeah, you know, a spell was cast. There's a magic to uh, it. As we can see, it's there's still an, covering my whole life. There's an absolute magic to it. When were so. you first here? I first came here to have a look at the festival when I'd just started doing stand-up in London. Yes. And uh, I didn't have anywhere to stay. Yeah. I actually slept rough 
But the first time I was here, I actually slept in doorways. You must have been the first person to do that here in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt very alone. And, uh, and it was just that looking around for open mic spots and... It was just absolute magic. And the funny thing amazing, is, amazing I bet place. the festival was kind of the same, and yet, if you were to look at it on a spreadsheet, it would have been kind of tiny compared to what it is now. Yeah, the festival's massive now, isn't it? Yeah. Mutated, crazy beast. Thousands of acts. I remember being here in, well, it would have been 94, and we went to the fringe office, thanks. Went to the fringe office on the Royal Mar, and they had like a, Quite a big bit of paper, but not that big. Yeah. And I kind of had a list of most of the shows that were on that evening. And we just picked one that was starting soon and went and saw it. Yeah. It was on with Jalili. Yeah. You know, early Just early starting out. Just, just starting, starting out. out. Yeah. Brilliant show that made me, you know, move towards getting into stand-up. Yeah. And uh, you couldn't do that now. Mate, a lot of people started, don't they? It is a lot of people break through here or even don't break through but just find their form here you know yeah it's like a grow back isn't it it's like yeah, a big it's absolutely is yeah and we're all the tomatoes coming up out of it and millions of punters come here yeah just invasion it's amazing but the other thing is what's nice is that you think we see it completely in terms of comedy and comedians but sometimes you go around the corner like summer hall that we just ran away from yeah it's the same thing there's, there's bars there's cafes there's a dozen venues with 60 shows a day. Yeah. Completely different community. Mime, theatre, folk yeah. music, no comedians. Yeah. No different people. Really, completely artsy. And yeah. There's so many different one. Edinburghs within Edinburgh. That's right. They, 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 there's all these little hubs, and each one's got. Some of them don't work. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, this is no good. The cafe's in a bad place, and no one's coming to these shows. Other ones are just these hidden gems. That you just think, wow, everyone here's having great, an amazing yeah. time. There's crazy shows no one knows about, you know. Really experimental stuff. As it gets bigger, I think it's hard and more and more monetized, or at least the people attempting to do that. Um, it's harder and harder for word of mouth and, you know, things to get sleeper build, hits. Build a bit of heat, but yeah. I think it can still happen. I think it can, but it's so saturated, isn't it? Yeah. And there's so many organs of review so many papers to review so many things you can get stars from I reviewed his organs he we really cast a lens on Britain organs. after the referendum four stars but it can get a bit just overwhelming can't it yeah yeah every poster's festooned with stars yeah and there's been it's gone over a line it's the like in the wider world the print versus internet yeah what would once have been a five star review from the Scotsman you look closer now and it's a five-star review from bloke at the fringe.net. Yes. Some guy on the second row. Yeah. Yeah. Internet from internet. I saw it myself. But it all so where's the quality? Yeah. Yeah. Journalism. So we're still on the road. We're climbing up out of town. But it's, uh, it's worth it. Also, it's slightly easier here. On the way back, we go to more picturesque. Right. Shoppy Edinburgh. Okay. But there'll be people in our way. Oh, really? We'll have to barge. Oh, what? We'll be barging Scots. Left, right, street performers. Yeah. Well, we could do some flying while we're up. Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. I mean, at our level, you know, that means that we've gone on the journey. We've come to Edinburgh, checked it out, come up and done shows. Loads of shows. Loads of shows. I mean, how many Edinburgh shows have you done? I've done seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think... peak peak of ambition 
It's like a mountain range. Yeah, yeah. Kind of commitment. And you want to. And now I just like going on summer holidays. Yeah, well, it's, it, for us, it's very much to do with what you do with your children as they get yeah. old enough to be, you know, to really be at the heart Demanding of visitors, yeah, know, demanding clients. Yeah. I think that, on the one hand, my kids are younger than yours. But on the other hand, I think that they really are... They've really embraced Edinburgh so far. Yeah. You know, uh, and the festival. I think the first time I said, well, let's not go to Edinburgh this year. My son said, oh. you know, his face just fell. He's like, not go to Edinburgh? Yeah. I've been to Edinburgh every year of my life. Your kids are into the arts, aren't they? They really are into the arts, exactly. So they're, they're, it looks like they climb. might not necessarily be my excuse yeah. for well, not coming good, anymore. Which is great, actually. Yeah. So you'll have to keep coming, which is great. We're going past the university now, out of town to the south. One time I was running here, and I found myself playing chicken with a bunch of people. Uh, and right at the front as well of a 10k. Right. They were really coming up here fast. And I was trying to, in body language, say, hello, I'm running too. I really don't want to be in your way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they weren't buying it. They weren't having it. I was simply in their way. Get so I went out into the road. And got myself just lightly run over. <laughs> yeah. So as to still have their respect. <laughs> Is it psychological? Is it from what you said? I'm definitely working out when and where the next toilet is. Maybe. I don't know, mate. See, I, I always plan, you see. No, I have got, actually got one in mind. Right, okay. I was just building tension. Oh, that's good. Yeah, little goodness. subplot. It is a way ahead, though. We've got to run a couple of miles and over a hill before we get there. So, uh, yeah, I might have to change the rules. So, um, might have to sp- sprint off. Uh, I had one the other day running around a park trying to distract you from the drama. Yeah. Running around Clissold Park. Yeah. Just around the perimeter. Yeah. Bloke ahead of me, decent-looking runner without being a maniac. Yeah. Old school shorts and vest, no socks. Sounds like a just maniac to, to me. Ju- ju- just the kind of guy I like, you know. He's sure he wasn't a projection. He wasn't your spirit guide. So no, he was. He just looked a decent. So just then, there was a, 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 a smartly dressed bald guy with a case, <laughs> flapping coat. The car he got out of pulling away managed to avoid both and nearly trod on and kind of burst a dead bird in the gutter. Nice. Quite a bunch of challenge. Edinburgh! So it was a mythical runner slightly in front of you. Nice fella. Nice looking fella. Yeah. Balding. Blonde. Blonde what hair he had left with a bit of a beard. Yeah. Kind of hipster. Yeah, yeah. Sort of 70s American athlete, you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. A little bit 118, but more blonde. Yeah, a bit like that. Yeah. I'm about 50 yards behind him, do, uh, doing a steady lick. Just sort of found my pace and that, that I'm enjoying. Yeah, and, and too, listeners know that means that Paul was not was cracking on pretty speedy. Well, I, I'm probably doing about seven and a half minute mileing, which for me is, is fast to train at, really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't tend to do that. He turned around, saw me, and noticeably accelerated. Oh, I hate that. But, but not just a bit. I mean, it was, like, uh, it was like he owed me money or something. I mean, it was proper... He just went for it. Oh, that's tiresome. It is tiresome, isn't it? So, of course, I had to go for it. Well, because so, so before you, <laughs> you're, so in before you know, you're in a chase. Oh, I can't But it was, cra- it was crazy. It was just like, I thought he was joking at first. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was well, so... Well, we've talked about it. When you've got the formality of a race, I accept that part of that is racing with strangers. 
But without the, we're turning right here onto the right, Blackford. Okay, That's cool. a romantic invitation, Brilliant, isn't yeah. it? The Blackford Glen Road. But yeah, without the formality of a race, that's just, I'm he's not, just no. behaving like you're in his life in a way that you aren't. Yeah, yeah it was weird, we're just going for a run, mate. Yeah. So, uh, here we go, that's the right to get run over. Oh, that's so, good. So, that Dunk's Doggy Daycare has got the ascent of man, and it goes, you know, ape, hominid, uh, early man, man, woman, yeah. dog. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. And, uh, yeah, so, so he's running. The, so then you've got the Maybe thing of like, he was scared of you. Maybe he was. Is that a possibility? Maybe he did owe me money. And, uh, but, and, so, but then you've got the thing of like, I'm obviously going to, this is obviously absurd. At some point I'm going to catch up with him because my natural pace was quicker than him. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you saw, well, it's I, like that guy I told you about when I was doing my 18 on the canal. Yeah. And he kept overtaking me. But the thing about him was he, the only time he added the pace was to overtake me. Crazy. So he'd immediately be in front of me and I'd need to overtake him again. It's insane. How many times are we going to do this? So I thought, naturally I'll overtake him, but, I, I, look, look, but look, he maintained his acceleration yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. So he's obviously quite a decent runner. So I find myself accelerating. Yeah. But whilst trying not to appear as if I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you get caught in that kind of smooth it out kind of we're racing but pretending we're not racing thing. Yeah, yeah. It all got quite involved. Anyway, I beat him. Of course but, you did. But, but how long did it take to beat It honestly took about 600 metres. And did so it nearly half you, a mile. Did it leave you cross or did you ultimately enjoy it? It was fine, but it left me quite tired. Yeah. But what I managed to do was style it out and then it was naturally my last lap of it anyway. Yeah. So I could take a shout left and then right, then I'm out of eyesight. Yeah, yeah, and you could just so, land and then Yeah, just collapse. Yeah, in victory. <laughs> but what a weird little episode. Yeah. Well, it's funny I never do that. If someone's faster than me training, it's cool. Well, you I know, my very it. first steps into running at any pace other than my steady running pace um, were two things, both on the same spot, both in Clessel Park. Right. And one was when you said, let's, we're out running before we started doing this. You said, let's try a bit of fartlek. Let's do some fartlek. And you eased me into it. It was like, you know, yeah, a bit of we'll go lane. slower for a bit. We'll go a little bit faster just yeah. for, for quite a long way. Right. So we'd already mixed it up a bit when he said, right now, fast as you can. Right. To the, to the corner. You know, it's only about a quarter of a mile. But I didn't know. I had it in me. I didn't know there was yeah. any other gear. Yeah. So it was a real epiphany for me just that that, that after that day. You were impressive that day. You were really strong. I remember it. Well, well, you're a mirror to that, you see, because I just didn't really know I was fit. Well, I wasn't that fit myself then, but you were. I thought he's got a bit of strength. You were good. Yeah. Um, but on exactly the same spot, another day, I did that. I overtook a guy. Yeah. And he was going really slow. Right. And uh, so I came past him, like like we're going past these people now. Yeah. I. Uh, sorry. You know, and that's all well and good. Yeah. I just became aware that he was on my shoulder. Wow. He didn't overtake me. Wow. He imitated me. Oh, no. And, you know, when I got to him, he was like a lamppost. And wow. then 30 yards later, he's was, right that, there with that my shadow? Yeah. No, it's this bloke. Oh, I was so annoyed. Yeah, that's annoying. And it really was. It was, that's it was just annoying. Turn around and say something. Yeah. But what do you say? Yeah. You're a child. Or lose him. You're an infant. Yeah. yeah. So, I, uh, so I really zoomed off. But I was quite angry and paranoid, so I put a lot into it and then got to the top and thought, he's going he's to catch me. Basically, <laughs> the whole emotional experience. Yeah. The guy's long gone. Yeah. He probably never knew I was there in the first place. No, he but probably didn't. But I'm at the top of the hill thinking, he's going to catch me up and yeah, have yeah, a yeah. row. 
<laughs> create these dramas. Well, both of them showed me I had a bit of speed that I didn't know. Yeah. Look at the stream. That's nice. Look at Paul on the stream on my right. And, uh, and then you got ponies the and hills on my left. It's all pretty picturesque. And it's going to get more picturesque. Like this it. is Blackford Glen. I like it already. We're running uh, east to west to south of Edinburgh City Centre, right. just on the south side of the hill with the Royal Observatory. Okay. We're going to get off the roads into the country. Fantastic. Be careful up here. Watch out for the nettles. The other day I got stung by a stinging nettle. But luckily, I immediately found a dock leaf. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I did it. I did like the it. thing. Like it. <laughs> Hi. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> so that Dunks Doggy Daycare got a shot of us there. So they're taking photos of us. Yeah. What's that about? What's that about? They're taking photos of you, Paul. Hey, look, there's Paul Tonkinson and the other runner. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. He came in peace, that guy. He was. He was. So He's not into, the only one. He was so into the podcast, though, wasn't he? Going to the park run with you is like that. Oh, because you're at me. You know, putting my massive ego to one side, it's uh, it's fundamental. You're a runner, and I'm not. That's the and it's that's what you know. You know what I mean when I say that because we're both runners. Yeah, we got time, we got pace, we can have the conversation. But that's what what's interesting because culturally, you're a runner. Always have been part of the running community. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you're right in runners' world. I running next year. You know, we're running brothers. I'm a kind always, of... Always, always, mate. If we didn't have this conversation, I would be among those people I'm always correcting. Like Zoe Lyons. Yeah. Like Lou from Late in Life. I'm not really a runner. Like uh, Emily online, who's literally simultaneously saying, I'm not really a runner. I'm considering my like first marathons. 100 miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the community I'm in. It's like, we don't run, but we do run. It's a funny place to be. And yet... Among comedian runners, I was thinking about this. Yeah. We don't talk about it much, do we? What, I think what, I'm one the, of the only comedian runners of our acquaintance yeah. who's actually got material about it. Yeah. I suppose because you sense that not many... Look, 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 there's an example. We've just let him go. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We're recording the podcast. Yeah. Let it go, let it go, okay. He didn't overtake us because we're us. He just went at the pace he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Um, no, but you're right. But the, the, it, you sense there's not many runners at gigs, though. No, that's right. And when that's it, the thing. You've really, uh, exactly. When I talk about it, it feels... Well, A, I use it to talk very specifically about music and pop culture and right. being my age and stuff. It's not really about running. It's an in. Yeah. But B, it's, it's autobiography. I tell them that to tell them something about me. And like you say, yeah. when I first started doing it, you say to the audience, so who here runs? And the answer is no one. Yeah. I haven't worked out to this day whether they're keeping their heads down or they're not there. They're just not runners, yeah. Well, I think to some extent they're not there. Like you say, yeah. there's the kind of people who run. Friday night they're staying in for the part run the next day. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost like they take the same space. You know, the hobby of running is equivalent to the hobby of going to stand up. Yeah. And it's unlo- you're unlikely to do both. I, was ne- I nearly worked on some material once about those people when they're out running who keep jogging at the traffic lights yeah as if they for, as if as if they're going to kind of clam up or forget what running is in the time it takes to wait for the light you know those sort of yeah yeah that jogging to and fro thing or the end of marathons there's got to be comedy in the contrast between the beginning and the end of marathons yeah 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 some extended Absolutely. slapstick well that was the sequence uh, the thing of you know I used to have that 
comedy about that. That well, if you watch the marathon on TV, you just see joy. Yeah. And when you do it, you see the opposite. You see pain, tears, and pain. Talk and about blood. Talk about that. Tell me about Yorkshire. Talk, talk to me about the course. So I can start to visualise what it's well, like. Well, okay. You start when I did it. We've yeah. got to get a room actually. Yeah. You get, you, you, we, I came out of a lovely hotel room, got a really early night. Yeah, no right. gig the night before. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do that now. How are we going to get up there? What do you want to do? Let's get a train up on the okay. Saturday. Right. And share a room like Morecambe Wise. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, major hotel chains. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I, I picked up a shuttle bus from outside the station. And when I did it, it was, I mean, it was a great atmosphere. It's like London. Of course, everyone getting on the buses. Yeah. Getting ready to run the marathon, so it's quite buzzy. Great answer. We're going to yeah. go over this bridge over the river. Right. We'll be back here in a minute and we'll go straight on. Just going to get a shot of that. That's very picturesque. Yeah. Hey, look at this. You run across the bridge and I'll get you running across. Paul Tonkinson running over the braid burn. There he goes. Gorgeous. So, hey, dog. So, um, but it was very cold. Right. Very misty. I could have done with a foil blanket, you know? Yeah. Anyway, shuttle bus takes you up to university. Good scene up there. Yeah. At the uh, start line. Right. Nice. Uh, Cheers. Thanks, mate. Hiya. We're climbing now. Proper climb. Yeah. Which do you prefer, the steps or the flat? Probably I the like flat. I like it when these steps end and you can just go up the hill like Yeah. So, um, well done for asking me to tell a story just for this climb, by the way. Don't feel you have to. I'll t- I'll we t- concentrate. Tell us, t- tell us when we get to the top. Now, I say, out to university. Yeah. And it's a nice place. And a good start line. And then... So how many people are we talking about? That was the first one. So it was a lot smaller than London, I think, right. maybe. But I think there might be about 10,000 people doing it this year. Soon enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. And it's part of a big run series, so... Yeah. That's nice. And uh, um, you, you retrace that route. You run down the hill slightly, and then left at lights. And then the first couple of miles, yeah. you run right through the centre of York, past the Minster. So loads of people. Yeah, good support. Tempting to go too quick. Yep, oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is when... It turned Old out plans. I was running faster than the 2.59 crowd. Yeah. I stopped for a wee and then spent 10 miles trying to catch him up. Right. And realised they were the wrong people. So, now, I can't tell you that much about the next 20 miles. It's so foggy. Right. But you go out of town, through the villages, and it gets... It's pretty flat. Good. It gets ni- nicely atmospheric, you see... Houses and churches here and there. Support. Hedgerows. Patches of support. You right. Know? Sweet support. Good. Okay. People sitting outside the houses watching it all go past. Like it. And uh, there's a good long bit out there where it's kind of wooded. And I got into a really good challenge with a guy trying to overtake me. Right. Which was fine. Yeah. Because we're doing a marathon. Yeah. So. That sounds good. Just me and him in the woods. It was like... Yeah, it was like the beginning of Silence of the Lambs. It was great. And then you get to up out there. I want to say right in the country, but again, it was probably next to a business park. I don't know. It's foggy. Yeah. But the uh, half marathon clock is in the middle of nowhere. It's really satisfying. And uh, very nice. And then you get to a point not long after that where you go down 
and you turn back on yourself. Okay. So you can see everyone in front of you going in the opposite direction. And uh, that was a nice little first bit of climbing, wasn't it? There. Yeah. We're just climbing up past the golf course. And then... Uh, so what's water stations and all that like? Is it well managed? Yeah, they're, 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 they've got those. Not as many as London, as you Particularly as you get into around 14, you've got this there and back bit. Right. And if you're going all fast, like I mistakenly was, you see a lot of negative split guys right. go hooning off. I mean, I don't know if it was because I was at the front or because there weren't that many runners. It was very easy to see what everyone was doing, you know? Right. To read the tactics. And then you're on a long, a big road. I think uh, maybe it's the... I don't know what road it is, but you're running back towards... It takes you back into York. York. I think it might pass York to the south. So and you run along that for about um, six, seven miles. Right. And that's good. Lots of support. Right. Long, it's a bit like the Great North Run. Like into the belly of the beast. A couple of long, uh, almost imperceptible uphills. Right. And you're really feeling it because it's 15, 16, 17 miles. Okay. But yeah, lots of support up there. Water, gels, all that stuff. Good. And then you loop round again, and around 20 to 22, yeah. you're coming back on yourself. And it was interesting then, because I was watching people. I was watching a guy try not to pull up. Right. And that was good. He was faster than me, but couldn't, but couldn't keep running. Because he, so, he was cramping or something. Yeah, I overtook him because he was walking. Right. And they came running past me, and that happened yeah. a few more times. Yeah. And that was a nice little barometer to the fact that I was still going. Along with a fa- normally a, a faint panic at that time that maybe you'll cramp up. Exactly. It's that kind of thing. Oh, isn't it's you? like superstition, isn't you it? You start monitoring your style, don't you? Am yeah. I relaxed? Is this... Yeah. Am I stressing in a oh, weird way? Oh, when you pull up. Yeah. When you see someone pull up, you want to touch wood, don't you? Yeah. So, that's really the climb. And now we can see we're in the kind of heathy top south of Edinburgh. And you can see Very nice. Arthur Seat and then the Firth and Fourth out to Berwick Law. And then back behind us, all the mountains of central Scotland. I think you can even see the Fourth Bridge. Gorgeous. When we get to the peak here, we'll uh, Have a little get look. a photo and see how far we come. So you're going, so you're running back into Yeah, and you get York. to, so around at 2022, you've got to pull up. As far, I think you see them on any marathon. Yeah. And then what's nice is it gets back off the main drag and comes back through the villages. So you're going past pubs and houses and things again. Yeah. And it's good. It's very, yeah, uh, lots more new things to see. You know, so it really okay. keeps you going. It feels like you're going half a mile at a time. And it, does it have... And you really just go, yeah, t- tick off these last six miles. And then you come into town, but you don't repeat yourself until right at the end you get to... Oh, stupid. Does it have clocks? Does it have time marks? Yeah, I think you can see all that stuff as you go. And then, did we get Arthur's seat? Can you see Arthur's seat? Where's Arthur's seat? Where is it? There it is, get it between us. There it is, look. Uh, so, um, yeah, you got all your time markers and everything. Right. And uh, just at the last, you know, literally with half a mile to go, yeah. you get to the traffic lights, you turn left at the beginning. Right. And you turn left again and go up the hill nice. to the end. Ooh. And it is, that's the one. I know you guys online have said it is not hilly. And it's true, it's not much of a hill at all. But it's because it's at the it's end. Because it's at the end, because you can kind of almost see the clock. I mean, we're talking two, three minutes away from the finish line. That's going to smart, yeah. Yeah, and it's really good. It's that hill versus your time Mentality. you want to get in at. Yeah, yeah. So I really 
had that fight because I was going for 315 and I could right. see it on the clock and feel it going, no! And it's that moment, you know, that marathon moment. Commitment, oh. Yeah, and when you think, on the one hand, I'm about to finish this, and on the other hand, you can't conceive of ever finishing it. Yes. Even when you're hundreds of yards in the line. Yeah, it feels like, it reminds me of, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but when you bedside, when you when your wife has a kid, yeah. you just think the closer it gets, you think it's just not going to happen. Yep, yep. The closer it gets, the less likely you feel it's going to be a successful outcome. Yeah. It's the same with a marathon. You yeah, think, yeah. I'm never going to finish this. It can't possibly when obviously be real. you're just closing in on the finish. Yeah. yeah. And then the relief at the end, of course. So, Amazing. But the fog was a massive thing. So assuming that isn't the weather in October, it'll be interesting to yeah. see it a different way. I assume it'll have got a bigger as well. But I think it'll be the same because it was really nicely run. So right. I think it'll be the same in terms of, you know, I got a nice massage afterwards. Yeah. It's a good scene. Good post the university, scene. you know, because there's good spaces for everyone. Right. That's really good. Do you think it's a potential PB course? I think you can run it in sub three. I think you know you can. Yeah. It's, it's just, just a question of whether you're going to. Yeah. It's a, it's a question of whether I can get the long runs in. Yeah, well, but you're, yeah. You're, you're on the way to that. You, yeah, you, yeah. Now is the time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Edinburgh. As we run along. Look at you and Edinburgh. Uh, Get my PB face your character name, you and Edinburgh. Get my focus. My sub three focus. Yeah. Well, it's good for me if you go for a sub three, because I'll have to avoid being too tempted to run with you. Yeah. So it's fine, fine margins, Let isn't it? go. Because you can easily go for sub three, fail, and then come in at three fifteen. Oh yeah, easily. Oh yeah. You just you just crack at well, nineteen miles and just can't yeah. run. But you're in a re- fairly rarefied place where three fifteen is a disappointment. Oh no, no, but it's just that sort of falling away, isn't it? You know, absolutely. Well, that's me in Berlin. Yeah. On for three fifteen, come in at three thirty-two or whatever. Yeah. Else. You know. And, it, and like say you tell it to another person two months later, and that's amazing. Didn't feel amazing at the time. Okay, we're going to take a nice crazy downhill. Don't fall over. Okay. And so we're going through this down the Howdine path, which is oh, he- Harry Potterish in the extreme. There's nice. Paul and his horse. And down we go. This is where I stumbled and got stunned by a nettle. So watch out. Right. Um, we don't. This is basically a hill, a little square. Up and down. Yeah. I faxed it into this run right. to make it long enough and have a hill in it. Right. But uh, it's nice. It's nice. It's quite magical as well. So, do you think after York we should spend two nights? We should stay in the hotel, or do you think we should get the I train? Think we should get on the train. Yeah. Because it's so well connected. Yeah. If we, we can be owning crowds. Yeah. We'll be in King's Cross for tea. Yeah. 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 And you know, King's Cross is lovely these days. Get King's the Cross for tea down. time. Yeah, you can go to the plum and spilt milk. That'll be great. Yeah. And have some artisan breads. I'm straight on. No, don't straight. go down there. Don't go down no. there. No. 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 We're going down the no hill. Way. Down the steep grassy hill opposite the Royal Observatory on the uh, Black Hill. I want to say Black Hill. I don't know. It's over there. Got that. So, this is going to be fun for our knees. Lovely. When I was running in Wales... Was it like this? It, no, it was, all, it was all country lanes. Right. So, you had to be careful not to get run over, but there was only a car every 20 minutes, you know. Yeah. Or a tractor. Um, but when I ran up this hill, it's like a long single-track road that turned into a gravel track. 
and ended up in a field with sheep, you know, sheep and wind turbines. Right. But the great thing was, it was such a long plod up, two, three songs, and then <laughs> on the way back down, just absolute super speed. Just leather it Running down. so fast, thinking, my legs are just going to let me down here. I'm going to chip over slightly and just go down the next hundred yards on my face. But I didn't. And it was wonderful. Courageous sprinting down the hill. Love it. I was this old music down there. Watch out. Whoop. Big hole in the ground. Whoop, whoop. Easy Alice in Wonderland. I'm late. I'm late. Oh, this is great. Isn't it good? Get those knees going. You get a lot of uh, dog walkers down here. So how's your... Chatting about knees, how's your general knee leg maintenance? Um, maintenance is good. I'm doing all my stretching. Yeah. It's a bit like my raggedy voice, you know. It's that balance between knowing that uh, it's not perfect and knowing that it can handle what you ask of it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. My voice sounds croaky, but I can sing Bohemian Rhapsody on it. Right. At five in the morning. Yeah. So that'll do me. So that's fine, yeah. And my left knee... You know, it, it sort it's of grumbles at pain all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, listeners, Paul babysat for me and Julia last night. We went to the cinema. Get to the cinema after 50 minutes in cinema. I've got to straighten my leg out, you know. Right. If there was someone in the row in front of me, I'd have had to put my left leg on his shoulder. Yeah. Like yeah. my foot was a parrot. Right. Luckily, there wasn't. It started anyone. cramping sort of thing. It starts. So it does that. It just does right. that. But, but it can run, you know. Yeah. So I'm just getting it up to speed. Yeah. Similarly, I do my chest exercises and everything. My old rib injury hurts. It just hurt. That's just, I don't mind. That's it. You're not stopping me doing what I'm doing. That's it, yeah. So, physically, it doesn't sound great, but psychologically, it's... Uh, it's okay. Yeah, physically, nothing's it's changed. Doable, yeah. Psychologically, I'm sorted. It's all balance. I do find... I really, yeah, uh, all the philosophy of running in there. The Murikami. Yeah. And uh, running up this long, long, long hill... Listening to music, listening to songs, I was learning for this gig. So, using the learning of the songs to make myself completely forget I was going up hills. Right. And then other kind of balancing things like um, being careful not to get run over by lorries whilst simultaneously looking for sweet wild strawberries in the hedgerow. Right. And uh, that guy's on the way back down. Yeah. See, we saw him coming out of his house. He's not going far. No. He's definitely intervaling it. He's going... Yeah, he's going quick. Less distance, more, more pace. Tempo. Yeah. So you read that one, the Murikami one, where he runs a 60-miler? Yes. To the end of running, sort of. Yeah, absolutely. And never, and didn't, never wanted to run as far again. Absolutely. He's such a clear-eyed writer. Yeah. I'm still not sure if I completely like him. He but doesn't try to be likable, does no, he? No, exactly. That's kind He's of the so point. self-contained, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, that's right. He, I know that he wouldn't mind me not liking yeah. him. Yeah. Which, I mean, because I, I can do nothing but respect him. Yes, yeah. But his writing is so forensic. Yeah. And it's great in terms of this spiritual yeah. factor. Yeah. Because he finds this balance. He finds out what it all means. But he makes no claim on the back of that to transcendence he doesn't no. seem to have changed or cured anything he just he talks about his body becoming like a ball of pain and then yeah. being above his body and yeah just nice really well it's just just great description about what it is to run really long distances yeah and the kind of trippiness of it but with a yeah. kind of almost scientific eye on it 
he said a couple of much more basic things that I really appreciated. Now, one thing was about weight gain. Right. He said, I've always found it easy to put on weight. If I don't watch it, I will put on weight, whereas my wife doesn't. Right. And uh, in the end, um, I realised that that's a good thing, because it's made me make the effort. Right. You know, it's kind of forced him into having an attitude to food and exercise. Yeah. That someone with a more forgiving metabolism wouldn't have. Wouldn't necessarily have to. And then would suddenly get old and come up against their own their physical own mortality. You know? yeah. By the way, have you seen what's happened? We've run into the this woods. This is beautiful. This is the braid burn. Yeah. Once this lady's run past and get a picture of the stream, it's incredible. Really, it's an incredibly gorgeous place. Hermitage of braid, or the braid burn. And so many people... Why you want to dive into that? Imagine all the comedians who don't know this is here. Yeah. Stuck as they are in the quest for in the stars towers. and reviews, yeah, yeah. numbers. I do um, have to say, though, it's nice to come here with you. Sometimes get a bit grumpy up here. With right. Dog walkers. Right. They will not smile back. I really? can't understand people. Slightly dour. People will look you in the eye, and when you smile uh, at them, they won't smile. They'll look away. Yeah. I can't It must be nerves, that. mustn't it? It must be I fear. Can't. I think part of it is not liking you because you're running. Yeah, maybe. When I try and smile at most folk, but you're right. You probably get about half back. Yeah, and it seems significantly less here sometimes because of the dog walking community. Look at that. My goodness. Strongly yeah. recommended. Hermitage of Braid is mentioned in the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Right. It's gorgeous. In the woods. It's got that slightly... Flicking away the miles. Yeah. Banking them. Bank. Banking them up. Bank. 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 Oh, that reminds me of the weakest link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which makes me happy. Let's bank it. £24,000 for Parkinson's UK. That's great, mate. Yeah. Bank it. Bank it. Yeah. So, I think it's... I reckon they laid this out. It's very Victorian up here. Just for us, yeah. Very 19th oh, century. But yeah, uh, it's been very, uh, lots of that, that's the basically, I'm trying to, it's such an obvious thing, but it's so hard to say in words, that's why Murakami is so good, is that kind of, I think in terms of formalised religions, it's closest to Buddhism, the uh, recognition that, you know, the kind of the interconnectedness of everything, the energy, mortality, nature, your body and what it's for, Recognizing it and feeling it all at once, yeah, and realizing that that realization makes no difference, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're in it, sort of, thing. yeah, yeah. I saw those wild strawberries in the hedgerow in Wales, it seemed so special, and it reminded me of this Goan which you got from the book Curious Case of Sid Finch, right? Have you ever read this book? I've never read it, no, very 70s book, yeah, it's about a um preternaturally good baseball player right who gets discovered as an amateur and he's just <laughs> I was looking at this waterfall and yeah and you spat in it and it just made it there's a tennis ball lodged in it as well do you want to lean in to, to just so that you can really just a danger don't fall uh, beauty the beauty of nature beauty and the beast it's a proper canyon if you can't see the pictures and you haven't been here and don't ever plan to come, you know, you go up the valley and it gets narrower and narrower until it's you and the waterfalls going between rocks. 
and then you get to this old building on the right, the Hermitage of Braid. All right. Braid is from the same root as Braid for your plats. So they call, the, call it the Braid Burn because it's like a plat of pools and waterfalls shipping down out of the hills. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Ironically, since since you mentioned no smiles, we've had one hello and then a really nice smile from him. Everyone's been really nice. Look at that man. Yeah, He's yeah. with Paul Tonkins. Like a smile. <laughs> but the difference... This is a toilet, but I think I'll run on. Okay, well, it's funny how sometimes you can run through the urge of needing the toilet. No, I need the toilet. Well, go. I'm going to go. Yeah, go. Steve, can you uh, put some really beautiful music on them? Some kind Whatever of you do, don't put don't. horrible flushing <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, thanks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back. And we're back in the room. There's some serious trouble with the ties on my shorts. Right. So if my shorts or my bum bag go down in the rest of this trip, that'll be a fun, fun moment for all of us. Getting slightly anxious about train times. Did oh, it not be all right? Let's have a look. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're tra- yeah, that's fine. But we can step it up. We can uh, book you a cab as soon as you get to the flat. Okay, cool. cool. Or you can just sweat on the train. Yeah. <laughs> should be fine. I should be fine. Yeah, it's, a, but it's, it's mainly... The plan hasn't changed. It's just you had a moment to think about it then. Yeah. And realised how audacious it was. Well, so, what time is it now? What, 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 what we are? 15.53. Right. And then and we'll we have gone... We'll... I'll tell you how far we've gone. One second. Getting to Runkeeper. This is lovely. Look at this touristy spot. Yeah. We came here with the old 
with the family when the Julia was writing a book and Daisy had a broken arm. They paddled in the stream there. Nice. Not breaking stride, Paul, don't worry. Um, so, I'll tell you how far we've got to get to get to our house. That's a good, that's the full ski suit there. Somebody's really accepted the Scottish summer weather. You're not, you're not listening to me, you're waiting for this information, aren't you? We've got to go two and a bit miles. That's fine, it should be all right. So we'll be back at, yeah, we'll be back at the flat in 15 minutes. That's fine. You've got three quarters in the hour to yeah. wrap it up and get to your train. Because, dear listener, Paul came up here for you. I came up to Edinburgh to do some podcasts. Yeah. And it's been great. Yeah, it's been really good. It's been really good. Unfortunately, seen loads of shows. we can't know whether there have been any of our perennial technical difficulties. As so, yet. Fingers crossed. Because 30 seconds into the first record, the comic dropped the, dropped the equipment. Yeah, dropped the record on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Slam. Right, so it could have rendered the rest of the week invalid. That guy you just yeah. went to was great. Yeah. <laughs> he was old. Yeah. I mean, super oh, great. Yeah. 80, I'd say. Yeah, he was, he was great. Ca- he was job. running, wasn't he? He was running. He was running. Coat and running trousers. Running Yeah. Running. But he had, like, pretend galoshes on. Yeah. Like, dress-up red Superman boots. When it comes down to it, I'm not sure we're not hallucinating. Uh, this is... When I did the Platfields Park run... Yeah. There was a woman in full, sort of Indian... You know the sort of on- ornate, all-in-one sort of silky Indian I don't even know what the term for it is going to need one because we're not we don't know what you pick, we've got nothing to picture yet what shape was it it was like a sort of look at this coming out of the braid little cafe it was like a sort of it was like really sort of ornate tucked in pyjamas yeah but sort of just sort of southern Indian really Ornate gold and silver bits and patterns. So we're talking proper hippie yogic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was wearing little sort of sandly things. She looked like she she looked like she was at a tall dress for running. Yeah. And she was jogging round the lake repeatedly. Right, so she wasn't doing a park run. No, but she was she was out for a run. Yeah. In all her clothes. Yeah. There was no sense of athletic kit. She was fully kind of it was fab. And sort of eccentric in that. Yeah, I was going to say, what did you approve of this or disapprove? I, I, I think it's fantastic. Good, good. I think it's great, yeah. Did you see the castle up in the distance ahead? That's beacon for us to head towards. I'm going to run in front of this car. Right. And intend to get a picture of it. Castle ahead. Um, um, I found um, when we had uh, children, Yeah. I used to use what was very fashionable then. A baby Bjorn, a baby carrier. Right. To carry uh, them when they're very small, strapped to my front. Right, yeah. They'd mainly be kipping. It could support the head really well. They're great, though, yeah. They're absolutely great. And at that point, I Just remember to seeing... women. <laughs> that's it. Women love that. I remember seeing a friend of ours, well, actually someone we only knew because she had a baby at the same time, so right. we'd see her in the park at the same time and go, oh! Yeah. And she had a... Just a piece of material that you wrap around to make a papoose. Right. And I was like, at the time, it seemed like a really ancient grains ashram thing to do. Yeah. But the weird thing is, just to show the progress of fashion, 
is that now that's what they've all everyone's got. doing it yeah every single person has gone yeah. for a sheet you wrap around in a certain way yeah 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 no one wants a baby beyond back, back to basics yeah yeah and yet just from a scientific let's go in the road to, oh no we can't there's a car coming it's gonna get noisy yeah this man's got in the hedge shot. he's cutting the hedge, hedge. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, man. <laughs> oh, good man. He's a good strimmer. He might have thought when I shouted, he's cutting in the edge. I was yeah. going, stop cutting. <laughs> I think he did. Strim, strimmer. Strim on. No, strimming is actually doing the edge of the lawn, isn't it? So He was trimming, not strimming. So, um, I don't know, it slightly goes against my sense of logic. Right. That we would move from the baby Bjorn to the carefully tied sheet. Only for the one person in a hundred who doesn't tie it that, that yeah, carefully. Yeah, and doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. And ends up dropping the baby down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, oh. Jocasta. Oh. <laughs> so we're coming back into yeah, civilisation now. Yeah, I'm joining Edinburgh at Morningside, which is a good way to do it. Right. Morningside, because it's very... Morningside is like the Hampstead of Edinburgh, isn't it? Is it? This is the, where the shop was, where... Uh, Billy Connolly talked about the like, old ladies' dresses on mannequins in right, the window. Yeah, yeah. And with a little card that says, lovely on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good scene up here. We're going to climb up past loads of interesting shops and stuff. Like it, yeah. I remember there being a great video shop up here. It might even still be here. It's one of those few ones left in Britain. You know... We're Still knocking out videos, yeah. DVDs and VHSs. I find that Scotland, in my experience as a comedian, is less, um, is more um, sceptical about um, uh, connectivity and uh, digital culture. Right. It's the place where, so, talking about Twitter on stage, you'll get the least yes, the warm least response. response. Yeah. And uh, but then exactly. I'm also experience of going in places and thinking okay so it's all dvds and videos here but it could be because i'm just letting flats and things yeah but i think it's a healthy is it um, a separateness far out from like calvinism and all that exactly kind of i don't need this modern yeah. fussy stuff and as such i really i like it i approve yeah. of that there's a cinema up here really excellent um old-fashioned cinema the dominion Right. Which is happily still there. But when I lived here, I never went there because it only showed Braveheart. Right. <laughs> For years. Yeah. That was it. That was it. All it needed to show. Yeah. I'm sure there were some angry guys who just sat and watched it every day. I didn't want to go and see it in case they caught a whiff of my accent, painted themselves blue, and ran me through with a sharp pole. I've just, uh, I didn't see it in time to get a picture, but we went past the tourist shop. Yeah. I saw some tartan boxer shorts. Like it. Um, Patriot. And then around the white waistband, it said, with a B-A-W, ball bags. <laughs> Classic. Scotland. Customising. I really love Edinburgh, and I did move up here after that first couple of festivals. I was up here and still not yet a comedian when I came to see you, I think, in 95. All right, yeah. And uh, what I didn't realise at the time, I'm slightly more 
aware of now, probably since train spotting, is the antipathy genuine Edinburgh people have towards, you know, English tourists, the English the festival, yeah. people in the festival. If yeah. you're all three, <laughs> yeah. you're really widely despised. That's a perfect storm. I'm not really comfy with that. Yeah. I did notice when I lived here, I had loads of... I did have lots of friends of all kinds, a really nice community, and it spanned a lot of things. It spanned being a film fan. Right. I knew my first comedians. Yeah. I knew people who worked in theatre, people who worked in the cinemas, people who worked in the um, cafes and bars and things I was getting pick-up right. work in. And, uh, but the weird thing was, at the end of a year or two, all my closest friends were all, for want of a less incendiary word immigrants right, right. they're all English or Australian yeah, yeah. I had one I, I did have Scottish mates but we weren't going around each other's houses or phoning each other isn't it funny that I got I one mean, Scottish yeah proper Scottish friend from that time isn't it bizarre good on him there's a separateness but again I get all the way past that and I get it it's a kind of like you say a Calvinist isolationism yeah it's healthy. There's that cinema I was talking about, the Dominion. Still never been in there. Fantastic place. It's nice, yeah. We're not going to get a picture of it because the camera doesn't work. There it is. Just at the top. It's quite a fair old hill out of Morningside there as well. That we We've done a few hills, yeah. Yeah, we've got some ups and downs in. Oh, it's right, that woman a ticket. It's getting the closer we get to town, the more of a computer game running, running along this pavement is going to be. Yeah. Coming out of Morningside into Bronzefield. It's all very nice. What have you got to do when you get back? What's your running schedule this um, week? Well, tomorrow I'm going to go for a run. And then on Saturday I go on holiday. Oh, I'm yeah. going to Croatia, setting off to Croatia. So I'm hoping to do... I'm actually secretly hoping to do loads of long runs in Croatia. But whether yeah. I will... I was going to say, how do your family feel about you running when you're on holiday? They're fine. I mean, the idea is to run in the mornings because it gets so hot there anyway. Yeah. But whether I'll do this is another thing. Yeah. There's always that notion. It's like packing for a different personality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You pack all the books that you think the person you're going to be on holiday will read. Yes. Only to find that you're not that person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's the same with the running. I might get there and think... Do you know what? I'll just get drunk for a week. Yeah. It's really up in well, the air. It's like the moment when you think, I said I wasn't going to drink. And yeah. then you say, well, now I'm here. Yeah. That just seems like the Foolish most ridiculous not to, yeah. thing to say. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? It's meant to be a holiday. I think also, in terms of running and holidays and relating to the family, you project onto them, you know? Yeah. I think when I go for a run on holiday with family, I feel really guilty. And it feels like I've squandered hours of high-quality parenting time. Right. And then I get back and they go... Oh, wait, oh hi, I didn't know you were going to yeah. And actually, conversely, the most irritating bit is the stretching and the, and the showering and that. Right, when they can like, see oh, you. Oh, good, you're back. Yeah. And then have to watch me smelling and waving myself around for 45 minutes before we can do it. But you've else. also got family who are sort of, sort of want to be with you. <laughs> my kids are older. There is that. So they're, they're there, with, like, my son's there with his girlfriend, my daughter's there with a boyfriend. It's possible. There's probably the same pressure. You may have trained your family to not want to be with you. Age, you might mate. be age. You might be complicit in that. Age, mate. Look, there's runners in that stained glass window. Way. 
I said that and he just ran across the road. I think he was seeing a stained glass window. Stained glass window. Runners on the church there. It's because he wants to get his train. But you can't get run over. Woo. Here we go. Here we go. It was like the window of that church. Yeah, I'd run, which, and it, it says on the church, Athletes. another day, another dream dawning. Like it. I feel quite inspired. Like it. In a moment, by the way, we're going to get to Brunsfield Links, you know, where we're running with the comedians the other way. Oh, all right. Got that long hill down. Oh, okay. I think we should pick it up a bit. We can pick that up. We can tootle down there to yeah. the finish. Yeah, we can tootle. Um, uh, I think that... Uh, let's say about running on the Holidays holiday. running. Sweating kids. people. Swatting, swatting. Yeah. No idea. Um, and you go off and uh, run in Croatia. I've I got to run in... The Lake District next week. So again, hills. Yep, hills. Great. Love it. Great, yeah. I do like running in the heat as well. We've talked about this. Yes. So I do Croatia being hot. I love that. Yeah. I just love running in intense heat. Yeah, I really miss running in Cyprus. Yeah. I think that it is... It's part, it makes you feel pure. I mean, it's, it purifies you, doesn't it? If it that Murakami you. thing is very hot, isn't it? Yeah. It's running Greece. It's funny old thing is running Greece because it's very austere. It's very ascetic. Yeah. He's not doing a, 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 an event. He's, he's doing it for a magazine article. Right. So he it's did, him and his support team. He does a kind of... He does a, is that the ultra in Greece he does it? No, he runs... The Sparta Marathon or something, does he? Yeah, he, but, but the, the guy who ran from course or something. Marathon to Sparta, that was only 30 miles, wasn't it? Right, I don't know. Because you run there and back? I can't remember. But he's doing some ancient run. Yeah. And it is just him on a big kind of arterial road <laughs> in the burning really sun. Really hot, yeah. He said it was really depressing. All the dead animals. Yeah. He's just finding himself counting <laughs> flat dogs and cats. <laughs> and just getting so salty and sunburned and, you know, and, and, he, and feeling totally unsupported. He's got a van saying, you know, in the spirit of full disclosure, there's a photographer in a van and they've got water and stuff. Yeah. But, um, excuse me, thank you. Um, he doesn't feel spiritually supported by them. Yeah. Because they think he's stupid for doing it properly. Right. They kind of expected him to fake it up a little bit. Yeah. He's like, well, why would I do that? I came to Greece to do it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but a bit like people start cheating on, you know, shortcuts left, left, right. Here, sorry, right. Um, I wasn't far enough in front of him to see my fingers, so I just barged him. Closed. No, we're doing it. We're doing it. Closed, closed. So, yeah, he didn't even feel like they were involved in this thing. Yeah. Just him. Solitude and distance and hot Great. beating sun. Great. And it is you get to that point where the non-runner can't really see what the hell what the, the point, point is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or more specifically, where the joy is in there. Yeah, yeah. But there is some somewhere, isn't there? The joy and the struggle. So that we just cut across here to... This is it. We're at the top of Brunsfield Links, right. you know, which is the golf course right. at the west end of the meadows. You see. And we are not the first people to cut these corners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People have slammed these barriers out of the way. It's very cool. It's the Holt. Hello. Hi. It's um, Cat and Colin Holt and their family. That's Cat who I saw the other day, remember? He must be staying here because... So he's doing a show, isn't he? Yeah, I've heard really good things about yeah. it. That's... Gorgeous, isn't it? 
from this point, the meadows themselves are gorgeous. And this end is slightly elevated. So you get a great view across the castle, kind of almost floating above the city. This foreground of this massive, scary church in Brunsfield. And then on the right hand end, it's like the wallpaper of Salisbury Crags. Red rock. And then there's the... I went to the Victor Hugo Deli earlier for a oh, coffee. Yeah. The right hand side, that was nice. So many nice cafes and stuff in Edinburgh. Absolutely. Like all dallies. And, yeah. and what's nice is, when you order in there, nine times out of ten they will treat you like you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's good, it's good to be oh, brought yeah. back down to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the cycle lane bit here, so... Oh, yeah, be careful. Just beware of future tension. Cycle in. Cycle in. I like to run right down the middle, actually. On so the white line. Avoid the, the bikes. Avoid the people. And avoid the knee-aching camber. I told him we were going to go a bit quicker. And he's really taking it to heart. It's a nice out. little rolling downhill, isn't it? Absolutely. It's not steep enough to get into that. Oh, I'm going to no, fall no, over. No, it's beautiful, actually. That kind of 11-year-old. It's really nice, yeah. I remember sledging and, like, I don't know, falling over and thinking, oh, I just run the rest of the way down. And then you're running and skidding and just ah! doing everything to <laughs> stay fast, in your feet. no brakes. <laughs> and the easier thing would be to just fall over. But instead, you manage to stay up against all the odds. It's this a lot nice. like life. If you had a marathon like this, you'd do all right. Although it would hurt your quads off a while, wouldn't yeah. it? I do think that that's why they should run the Great North run the other way around. So you gently climbs up there. I've never done the Great North. Have you done it? Yeah. Right. You start on the north of the Tyne. Yeah. And you run straight down the hill and up again. Right. And then you go out to like the this big ring road type road. Yeah. Yeah, let's get across here. And uh, uh, you kind of gently climb up. Yeah. For 10 miles. Wow. And then uh, wow. drop down. That's hard. And a really nice steep climb down. Yeah. But like you say, it's a bit late, so it hits the quads quite hard. And also... It's just a bit too far from the finish. So you take the sprint off it and you go, yeah, here I come. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just a bit further. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. And then you end up in South Shields, which is gorgeous, but hard to get home from. Yeah. And I always wonder. Well, I think I know it's because of when it's easier to close roads and stuff. But I really think they should run it the other way around. Do it the other way, yeah. Yeah. He's but got it, a rep as a fast course, hasn't it? Yeah, it's because it's a big flat straight yeah. rope. It's really great. It's that thing, runs that have got a, a uh, cachet, have a good atmosphere, you know, because yeah. people know the run, like almost as a character. Right. Plus, in Tyneside, the Great North Run is the run. Yeah. You know, like the people running it are often only loosely cognizant of the fact that it's a half marathon. They're just doing the run. They that don't care does. if it's a half marathon right. or a marathon. It's the Great North Run. Yeah. And there'll be people up there who've never run. But they've done the Great North Run. Yeah. It's just a really good local ownership. Kind of yeah, thing. it looks great. So what's your Okay, I've got two questions for you. Go on then. Your running high point in Edinburgh this week. Right. What was it? It's probably this bit actually. Yeah. Nice and fast and flat. Cool down to the finish. Yeah, just been nice zipping around the meadows, you know. Lovely. It's been really nice, hasn't it? The whole thing's been great. And what about comedy and comedians? Uh, so many. Probably 
moments of Bill Burr yep. were fantastic. <coughs> Spencer Jones, Sean Walsh. Just great, just fun to be goofing with them. Yeah. Just hanging out. You I know. saw the cagoules yeah. with the family. Right. It was great for the kids. But I don't want to do the cagoules down because it was great for everyone. Yeah. It wasn't pitched low. It's just that it's a clown show rather than a stand-up show, you know? Yeah. And just joyous. Any good clown comedy, you see He's their great. pleasure. Yeah. And yeah. you take part in it, you know? Yeah. Sheer communal joy. It's you not confined by age, is it, the good, the good clown? No, no, absolutely. And much more difficult than people think because of that. Yeah. You know, that kind of pantomime Morecambe and Wise's quality where you can make anyone laugh. It's a real Tricky skill. To, difficult to get, yeah. So, yeah, we're coming in the final straight back to the corner opposite Summerhall. And look at that, that's nice, isn't it? Fair lick. Yeah, we're pacing end of, a tr- end of a 12er. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Check Which is out. nice, good feeling to have. I think actually we should tell you listeners that this psychologically breaking it down works for us too, doesn't it? Yeah. I keep having to remind myself that we ran five miles just before this run. We did five already, yeah. Because it was a different run. So, right, this last 50 yards, just listen to us puff. Bum, 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 bum. Back to those right. posters. I took that picture and we'll finish there. <laughs> this nice. is not culturally significant, says this poster. Hey, Woo. let's get me and you in front of this. This is not culturally significant. So we have run. Brilliant. I will tell Good you, fun. yeah, we did deserve a clap. We have run uh, 7.17 miles. Exactly. Cool. 12 altogether with a 4.8. Brilliant. Listen in. Speak to you soon. Run Compod, Twitter, and uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Um, uh, we love hearing your feedback, so get back to us. Oh, last thing. Come to the podcast festival. Coming up now by the time this comes out. Right. 24th of September, King's Brilliant. Place. Run with us. And then See the us afterwards. Performance. Post-run performance. It's going to be great. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Paul Tolkien's son and Rob Deering.